Welcome to the Independent Dependent Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Nina. This podcast takes you behind the scenes into the life of U.S. military spouses. We chat about all things lifestyle, business, and how to become an independent dependent. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Independent Dependent Podcast. Today, we have Sarah Curtis here chatting all things product-based businesses and becoming an independent dependent. Yes, we are so excited to have Sarah on the episode today. We're going to be diving into launching a product-based business on Etsy, starting a blog, and she's going to be sharing with us kind of how she got started doing both of those things. So if you're interested in learning more about uh, starting a blog or opening an Etsy shop, stay tuned. Hi, how are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm so good. How are you guys? Good, good. Well, we are super excited to have you here today. We'll kind of give you the floor for a little bit to just tell us a little bit about yourself and explain, you know, how you're affiliated with the military and let our audience know a little bit more about you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I am Sarah. I am an Air Force wife and I'm a mom to cute little seven month old. I'm also the creator of the blog and Instagram duo, A Military Wife Life which was created mostly just to help military spouses and significant others better navigate military life. I actually studied computer engineering in college, but my husband got his first assignment. And so I kind of just paused where I was at, like applied to get my associates. So I had something under my belt and the rest of the credits kind of dropped off to the ends of the earth and we moved. (laughs) And Um, so we're in Florida right now. Well, our home is in Florida. We're in training right now in New Mexico, but right when we moved, I just felt really lost and confused. It was during COVID. So it was also just, I mean, it was just like a perfect storm of emotions. I was pregnant. Everything was just oh my like it was going wrong <laughs> for me. Uh, and so I just like felt, I mean, I had just like, I know it was just an associate's degree, but I just graduated. I felt like really underutilized in my talents. And Mm -hmm. so I just decided to create something to help others that were in the same situation as me. So that's why I created A Military Wife's Life. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, I can kind of relate that when you first kind of get thrown into (laughs) the military lifestyle, (laughs) there's really been more and more like blogs like yours and pages like Mm -hmm. yours, especially on Instagram that have really been starting to blossom and help the community, which is amazing and so, so needed. So thanks for all of your content that you put out there. But it was, I mean, when I first kind of got thrown into all of this about like six years ago, there was like nothing (laughs) to help, you know, girlfriends, fiancés, spouses, moms, just navigate the military lifestyle. And obviously during COVID, that's a whole, (laughs) a whole new ball game. So yeah, that's awesome. So how, how have things kind of been going since you have started your blog? Are there any specific topics that you really love to talk about on your blog or yeah. Even what has like done really, really well for you and that you see like your audience seems to be like blowing up when you yeah. post about. Yeah. So I, well, I started in the beginning of March and it's the beginning of July. Well, middle of July, I guess now. No, nope, beginning. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what day it is. But right in the beginning, I kind of just, my intent was just like, put myself out there, see if anybody really cares. Hopefully I'll help like one or two people, you know? 
And it's kind of grown into like this. We're like, I think I've just hit like 800 followers and which I mean, followers don't matter to me, but it's just like the intent of helping as many people as I can. And for me, the most success I've seen is when I kind of just like take the blinders off and it's like, okay, this is kind of how it is. Especially like Mm -hmm. this month, my focus is mental health and military. And Mm -hmm. I had so many people comment and DM me like, thank you so much for going into this. I don't know who to turn to. I don't know what resources are available. Like so many questions about this. Having experienced a lot of mental health issues myself, this is something that was like, okay, yes, at least for right now, I've found my drive and my purpose. Like this is what I was like, Tent. This is where I want to go right now. Mm-hmm. And just like things that, like, there are plenty of resources out there that talk about like how to get your ID, which I cover and things like that. But it's different when it's, you know, talking about like what, do you, like, one topic I want to cover is what do you do, like, when your spouse that's in the military dies? What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you navigate that? So, like, things that are difficult that you maybe don't want to ask somebody or don't Mm want to think about or approach, but things that like, you know, are important to know. So yeah, I, that's such a good point. I think that kind of like you said, more, not basic, but just kind of simple questions that come up when you first get introduced to the lifestyle, like how to get your ID card or what's the process to get legally married or what happens during a PCS. Those are all super important and things that people are definitely searching for answers. But some of these deeper topics that are very real (laughs) and very important aren't covered as much in a blog or in an Instagram live or, you know, having the content where someone can come to your page and find something that's really resonating with them is so awesome. I love that you're doing that. That's really cool and very impactful. Do you have other topics that you're going to be focusing on for the rest of 2021 or are you not sure yet? I have an arsenal of things where people come up to me like, Hey, can you talk about this? Hey, can you talk about this? So right now, like I'm just kind of sitting on things, but it's like, you know, building community avenues Mm -hmm. for education for military spouses, navigate like childcare and having a kid in the first place. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I called TRICARE, like the main line and I was like, hi, I'm having a child. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I mean, just like things like that, but you know, at mm-hmm. some point, everyone might experience, but like, you just don't know what to do at that moment. So yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, so kind of just piggybacking off your blog and your Instagram content, how has that been to kind of get all of that set up? Because I know that there might be some spouses or girlfriends or fiancés that are listening that are maybe curious and starting their own blog. How did you kind of learn about that? Or was it just trial and error? I would love to kind of hear about how you started that process and got everything set up and running. Yeah. So I, this is actually like my third blog I've tried to start. The mm. first two, I I don't think I had the right mindset because it was more just like, I want to write about me. I want to write about my experiences. And so it kind of just turned into like a journal. And mm. I mean, you know, some people might be interested in that. But when I started this, I my purpose was more like to help others. And when you turn it around and be like, okay, this is for other people. This isn't necessarily about me. You know, it's unique because it's me. I'm the one creating it. But when you turn it around and try to help other people, I think that's what helped it take off. But the back end of things, I turned to Pinterest (laughs) and just was like, how do I start a blog? What 
features do I need to use? Are there things that I need to make sure I have? So there's like filtering out spam comments. And I don't know, just like things I wouldn't have thought of. So like I use WordPress for my blog and Bluehost, you know, like all these things I had no idea existed, but I just did a bunch of research and I was just like, you know, I just have to go for it. I can sit here for these four months that I've been doing it and I could make sure it's perfect, make sure it looks beautiful, make sure I have every single topic I've ever wanted to cover on this. But I was like, you know, like I have to just start. Because Mm -hmm. if I have all of this content and then I come to like some random person and I'm like, hey, look at all these bajillions of things that I have and I'm not going to post anything else. It was like, whoa, that's a lot of information. I don't know if I want to try and dig into all that. So for me, it was just like, go for it. Just start and just see where it takes you. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. But, you know, you just have to go for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's a really valuable thing to say across the board for anybody that's thinking of like, doing something or that is kind of like I don't know Amber's similar to me in this sense as well where you have to do all the planning beforehand and you have to you know make sure everything's perfect and a lot of times that's just (laughs) your subconscious telling you like (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Um, and so it's like I always tell myself like if not now when am I gonna do it because if I keep telling myself oh I'll do it you know Mm -hmm. next month or you know like it'll happen soon well when is soon and I love that you took the leap and you kind of were just like I this is what I'm meant to do I'm gonna do it but yeah I also wanted to ask you a little bit more about your Etsy shop and like how you got started doing that go ahead tell us all about that well I initially it was like I have no idea what I'm doing again but I was just like I'm just gonna go for it I really love creating things I feel like for a long time, I've had calligraphy pens and pencil and paper in my hand where I'm just doodling or drawing. And so I was like, if I have the skills and the tools to do this, why not just do it? And it's okay if like, I get one sale, you know, like that is a success for me. But like, I just was like, you know, I'm just gonna go for it. And so I asked my Instagram community, what would you like to see? And from there, I have an excellent husband and he just watched my son and I just sat down for like an hour or two and just tried to create as much as I could and as many ideas I could. And I mean, I didn't use everything right away, but to just be able to like sit down was a super huge blessing, but (laughs) just like, (laughs) because I mean, I'm really busy, but to just be able to like create, I don't know, that was just something that I love doing and I enjoy doing. And so I was like, why not just implement this into like this little business that I'm creating and it would be excellent to make some money on the side. Like why not? Mm -hmm. So if I can, then I should just go for it. Yeah, I love that so much that you were able to carve out time and obviously that you had a supportive husband who was there to help you um, kind of dive into something that you might not even have known that you were so passionate about. And now whether it brings you some extra income or not, which I think it will because you're, <laughs> all of your work <laughs> is so cute. I love it. And they're, you know, they're very unique. And I love that it's um, just really speaks to kind of like the military family life and everything. Now you have this extra passion, hobby, project that you can work on that's like solely yours and something yeah. that you get to create. So I think that is so cool. And I guess to piggyback off of kind of Nina's question about Etsy, how has that been kind of setting up a shop? 
Nina and I are not familiar with owning an mm-hmm. Etsy shop. We are we don't have any yeah, we don't have any product-based um things right now in our businesses. Yeah. So we're always eager to like pick the brains of spouses who are running a product-based business because I know it's so popular, but I kind of don't know the ins and outs of what that's like to run an Etsy shop. So if you'd love to talk about that, that would be awesome. Yeah. So you just go to like sell on Etsy.com. I mean, at least I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but you just type in like in Google sell on Etsy and you can just like immediately set up your shop and it doesn't cost anything to start a shop. And then as you add more physical items, it's just like a, it's like 20 cents to add an item. And then you can choose to like run ads if you want to. They actually have a whole program on the sell Etsy page to help you how best to run ads, like how to create the best pictures and where you should be taking pictures of your products where it's like good lighting and everything like that. And so they actually do a really good job of like guiding you through the process, the process of it. Wow. I actually didn't know that. (laughs) I had no idea that Etsy did all of that for you. Actually, that is really cool. See, that's what Um, happens when you take the leap and you just check it out. Okay. I wonder (laughs) how this thing works, but I just haven't, I used to, before I started my service-based business, I was like, I am going to, I'm a crystal gal. And I was like, I'm going to sell crystals on Etsy and that's going to be my thing. And then I just never did because I was like, that sounds hard. (laughs) Sounds like it's a lot of work to get started. And, you know, I have obviously some other home-based business and friends that are military spouses that also like sell different products and make handmade jewelry, things like that. And I always was just like, this seems like it is really stressful to get started with, but you just made it sound super easy. So look at that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't come without its stresses for sure, but like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like you, and you can create things and then just leave them as drafts. So it's like, if you want to just sit on it for a day and be like, I'm sure that I want to do this. Am I sure I want to put it up? Cause right when it goes up, anybody can buy it, you know? So you can just make it as a draft and look at it for a day and be like, okay, do I like this? What do I want to change? And you can also, I mean, something I've no shame. I've totally done this is to just go and see what other people are selling that like are, is similar to you and see how they like, you know, sell their product in the description. description. It's like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't know. So all, almost all of my things, just because we're away from home right now, almost all my things are digital. And so I didn't know how to sell that to be like, Hey, I know you have to frame it yourself and print it yourself, but please buy my stuff, you know, but like Mm -hmm. looking at other people's pages where it's like, Hey, this is what I recommend on how you print and how you frame. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it significantly cheaper for you, even though I feel like it's worth more because this is digital. And so not directly comparing, but just getting ideas from other people who sell the same things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that to just like get a starting point for where you're at. Yeah, yeah I yeah, I think that's such a good point too that kind of perusing your quote unquote competition or perusing what yeah. else is out there to see how they're selling, how they're promoting their products. It's not a bad thing. It's actually probably something you should be doing so that you're aware yeah. of <laughs> of what your competition is. Especially if you have no doing. idea where to start too. Yes. Like that's a good yeah. place to just like leap off of that, you know. Absolutely. That is so awesome. So we've kind of covered on your blog and we've covered a little bit about your Etsy shop, which I'm glad we talked about that because I was so curious about. It's probably super helpful (laughs) for business or like for military spouses that are like, I want to start a business. I want to start an Etsy shop. But you know, they're putting it off because they're thinking like, oh, and I thought that it's going to be such a hard process. Well, there we go. We just. (laughs) Oh yeah. They walk you through every step. It's totally easy. 
That's yeah. amazing. I see that you plan to create a course or start yes. creating courses in the future. I would love to hear more about that and about how you're planning on doing this, what you're planning, you know, release courses on and how it'll help the military spouse community. Yeah. So something that in the beginning, when I started, I was like, I feel so bad, you know, as a military spouse, life is hard and you're already spending like, I mean, there are some families that spend every dime they have. And so I felt so bad personally to be like, Hey, I really want your money. But after doing this for four months, like it takes a lot of my time to write one Mm -hmm. blog post, which I love doing. I really do. But there is going to come a point where I'm putting so much time and effort into this that is just, you know, it's going to be draining. And my option is going to need to be that like, I need to be making money off of it just because it is going to be taking up so much of my time. I mean, it's taking time away from my child and things I need to do. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And it took me, actually took me a long time to realize that because in the beginning I was like, no, I'm not going to make any money. This is purely just going to be for free, but you got to recognize your worth, you know? And Mm -hmm. so courses in the future, I do just really, it's kind of like what my audience needs. So I don't have a set plan of what I want to start yet. Actually, I'm going on a discovery call with an awesome other military spouse later today about what I want to do with that. But it takes a lot of work. And I think people, when when you are putting that much effort into your business, people will recognize that. And if they don't, then it's just not for them, which is okay. (laughs) But you do have to recognize that, like, especially with selling things on Etsy, for like deciding how much money I want everything to cost. It was hard to be like, Oh, it's, you know, it'll just be like $2, but like, it's worth like other people sell it for 50. So Mm -hmm. why am I setting my bar so low? And so for courses, I want to be able to dive in deeper on topics that I really enjoy writing about that I think would be super helpful and that I know other people would find value in. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have some experience in like creating courses and I understand when it comes to the pricing of it and the guilt around like I give this information like away for free, but you know, you have to kind of, like you said, realize what your worth is. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, first of all, I say this all the time. I feel like I say this every podcast episode, but (laughs) there's nothing wrong with putting money in the hands of more women. You know, you doing it to help people. Amber, do you remember what I think Christina said it in one of our past podcast episodes, but she was talking about how she doesn't look at it as she doesn't look at make. Yeah, maybe you. (laughs) I think she was trying, she was trying to explain it as, and I'm probably going to butcher it. She said it so beautifully, but she was trying to explain it as, you know, you're, you're bringing value to people. And in order for you to, be able to continue to bring that amount of value to your audience, your client, you know, the people who are buying from you, your customers, your consumers, just even consumers of your content. In order for you to really be able to bring value to them, you have to recognize how much you're worth and really, you know, quote unquote, charge yourself as that. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember a word for a word how she was explaining it, but. Well, and she said, I'm going to try to, I'm going to butcher it too, but I'm going to try to say it as Mm -hmm. best as I possibly can. It was like, instead of thinking about it as, oh, I'm charging people money for this course, you're, the more value that's put in this course, the more you're helping these people. So obviously like you're making a profit off that, but reframing it as like, how do I help 
more people? How can I create an offer that's going to reach more people and impact them and help them versus being worried about how much it costs? Yeah, no, I think that everything Nina was kind of saying is so awesome. And just to, I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit if you don't mind, because I have another question. It it has to do with the blog as well. Because, you know, you talked about how you were pursuing kind of a completely different career path originally. And I was the same. I was doing something totally different and went to school for something totally different. And then what I'm doing now, and I'm just interested to see just a little bit of your perspective about, you know, running the blog and now you're so immersed in kind of this creative business versus your background that seems a little bit more like sciencey or technical. And I mean, how, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how did you kind of come to the decision that this is what you're really wanting to pursue versus that other career that you were beginning to pursue at one point in time? Yeah. So initially I actually started out just with like computer science because my dad was a huge influence in that. He's like an IT guy and we've always had random product testing in our house. And so it always seemed really cool to me. Um, But I don't think I truly understood what I wanted to do. It was kind of just like, oh, this seems cool. Let's just jump right into it. Mm -hmm. And so about a year in, I changed my major to computer engineering, which is more of like, it's still technical, but it's more of like the design side okay. of it. And so like, cause you can take it two ways. You can go hardware or software. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to go software design things. That's how I can stick my little design like toolkit yeah. in there. Yeah. But from there, I was like, you know, like that, I really ultimately it was like to be creative. And so when I, decided to create the blog it kind of like clicked in my mind and I was like this is what I was trying to do all this time Mm -hmm. was like because I could use my computer skills to Mm -hmm. create the blog but then I could also use my creative brain to do so much more with it to you know not just make it beautiful but to have different avenues to get around the blog and Mm -hmm. also doing the Instagram like to handwrite all of my blog post titles and I mean, really, it's your own business. So you can choose how you want to do it. So yeah, like, I was like, I'm absolutely. just going to dive in as much as I can with my creativity and go for it. That is so cool. I didn't even think about kind of comparing the two, like using kind of your computer technical, quote unquote, technical skills with the blog mm-hmm. and then being able to have obviously it as a very creative outlet for you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it worked out really of, good. Yeah, pair the two of them together. And now you have more of like something that you're much more aligned with versus just being like a computer engineer. (laughs) It sounds like, um, yeah, that is so awesome. So when you were kind of going down that path of deciding, was it primarily because I think you mentioned, obviously he got commissioned from ROTC into the air force. Right. And so was that kind of your deciding factor of like, all right, I'm not going to pursue this anymore because we mm-hmm. are getting moved someplace else? Or how did that decision kind of come about for you? Well, it was kind of like, I mean, since we had gotten married, we we got married when I was a year or a year and a half into college. Okay. And it was kind of always like this unknown, like, I don't know if they're going to move you right out of when you graduate in commission. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I'm going to keep going, but like very carefully. Yeah. I don't want to be spending money where where I'm not going to get any benefits from this. We're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I went and talked to my counselor and she was like, Hey, by the way, I know this is really dumb, 
but most of your credits aren't going to transfer. So if you want to get this degree, you're going to either have to stay here because we don't offer them online while your Mm -hmm. husband goes to Florida, or you are going to have to just pretty much completely start over wherever you go. And I was like, yeah, I, both of those options don't sound great to me. So (laughs) like, definitely not. So I was like, well, you know what? Like I have enough credits. I can at least just, you know, apply for an associate. And then, I mean, the rest of them are going to just have to sit there in limbo until I choose and have time to do something with them. But Mm -hmm. like at that point, I was like, I mean, I love him and I want to follow him. And I'm like, at this, at that point, I was, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. At that point, I was sure. like, I'm okay to just sit on the back burner right now because mm-hmm. I know eventually there will be time where I can choose what I want to do and I can shine. But right now, like, this is what, and I was okay with that. Like, that was totally fine with me because I loved him and I, I, I still love him. Did you feel any like conflict? Like when you made that decision, maybe it's like family telling you, are you sure? Is this the right thing? Was there any of that? Maybe not family, maybe friends or like people from the outlet side mm-hmm. looking in. Was that like a difficult decision for them to like grasp or... <sighs> No, I think everybody was kind of, luckily, I was blessed with a lot of people that were just like, you know, you do what you want to do. I did actually have a friend, though, that was like, why would you stop this? Like, you've been going for like, at that point, it was three years when we moved. And I was almost done, like only a year Mm -hmm. left. And they were like, why would you stop? Because you've been putting this money into it, this time, this effort. And I was like, this is my decision. <laughs> if you yeah. want to keep, when you get put in this position, you can absolutely do whatever you want to do. But for me, this is what works. And this is what's going to, you know, this is what's going to continue to help our relationship grow. This is what's going to continue to, and I, I had no idea at the time I was going to start this. And so I'm really right. glad that I didn't, you know, succumb to the negativity. I, think that's so awesome because I was kind of explaining like I continued on for my bachelor's to go and get a graduate degree and I stayed Mm -hmm. in my home state even though my now husband was stationed down in Florida and (laughs) we did long distance like that for three and a half years and now I don't even use my degree so (laughs) I'm so sorry like I was gonna say if that works for you but then no but it didn't because I learned within the military that I went to school for social work And just a combination of recognizing that that wasn't a career that ended up aligning with my passions and what I wanted to do. And then obviously with the military, it makes it really hard for license and jobs and moving around and all that stuff that I was like, this isn't working. So I think that's awesome that you recognize that what you were really wanting to do at the time and stuck to your guns and did it. And now it's working out. And I think that it's a really good thing to share with younger people who might be in a similar position who are feeling pressure Mm -hmm. from family or friends and being told like, oh, you have to do this because, you know, your career or you've already started, you might as well finish. If that's what they want to do, then yes, go for it, you know, all for that. But I think it's very powerful to kind of encourage young women who are in that position that if it's really not what you want to do and you want to go live with your person, like that's okay. And you'll figure it out too. Yeah. Um, I mean, and at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be moving around with them. It's going to affect your life the most. So you should be the one to make that decision. Yeah. hundred percent. And like you said, if it's better for the relationship, then that is, you know, you just can't lose with that. So (laughs) I'm really glad you shared that. That is, I think, really, really powerful for 
a lot of people to hear because our society does tend to, you know, tell us we got to stay in school, we got to do this and go get a corporate job. Yeah. And if you want to, that's cool, but you don't, you, yeah, you do not have to. Yeah. If you want to, that's cool. But thanks for sharing that. I was just really curious about how you came to that decision and how you navigated all yeah. of that. And I think that'll be really powerful for a lot of other women. So young military spouses, especially, or maybe military girlfriends and fiancés that might've been thinking about it, but maybe, you know, got Mm -hmm. not mad. I don't want to say backlash, but got some like mixed feedback from like the people around them. Like it's totally okay. And it's your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's see, just to wrap up, I wanted to kind of just give you the floor again. And I know I've given you the floor a lot, but (laughs) that's kind of the point. So I wanted to give you the floor again and just see if you had any final pieces of encouragement or words of advice to any spouses, fiancés, girlfriends out there who are considering starting a blog or an Etsy shop or kind of anything in that realm and just maybe needing some extra validation that this is something they can do. If you have any words, <laughs> that'd be yeah, awesome. Thank you. So I know I talked already about like, you know, at this point now I have 800 followers and whatever. And in the beginning, I think the most important thing is to set goals for yourself. And for me, I set the goal of like, I want to post two blog posts every week and I want to be consistent and I want to help as many people as I can. That was my goal. And personally, I feel like I have met that goal. I know there will still be more people who will find me and who will find value in my content. But for me, I feel like I am successful. And I think personally, just everybody is going to tell you how they think your business should run. Everybody wants to have opinions. And I know usually it's like, oh, I'm just trying to be helpful. But at the end of the day, again, it is your business, your something that you are doing, you are creating. And so you get to decide. And if you feel like everybody is just hounding you on how to do it, it's okay to just tell them like, Hey, this is my business. You know, this is my thing. I really appreciate your feedback. Like I'll take it into consideration, but like, you don't have to do that. Something that always makes me laugh. And I, I love her to death for it. Is my mom always says, you know, Hey, do you want to, you know, include a Spotify playlist that people want to listen to because you have great music. And I was like, well, that's not really the purpose of my thing, but you know, thank <laughs> you for the, for the input. And I really appreciate it. You know, just like yeah. things like that, where it's like, I have my goals and I have what I want to do. And so I know other people at this point, if they were at the same point I was, would feel like they weren't succeeding because they didn't have a certain amount of followers or they weren't featured on bajillions of things. But like for me, I feel like I'm at a really good point where I'm at. And so everybody is different and it's just, it's your business. You get to choose. So those are my words of wisdom. (laughs) No, I I do too, because I think it's so easy to feel inferior in this space and feel Mm -hmm. like you're not doing enough and constantly compare yourself to everyone else who's got an Instagram business page or an Etsy shop and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing as well as them. But in reality, I think something we learn if you actually talk to other people within your community is that they're struggling just like you are. And if you kind of start connecting with people, you can actually support one another and help each other. And also just sometimes it's good to stay in your own lane and focus on yourself and like what you really want out of your business and not be concerned about what other people are doing with theirs. So I think that's, yeah, yeah, so powerful, super important. Yeah. One of the the hardest, 
Exactly. That was, oh no, just one of the hardest things I think was experiencing imposter syndrome in the beginning. Because I mean, Mm -hmm. I had started, like I was a week in and I was like, why don't I have all of these things? Why am I not successful yet? And I was like, well, I mean, you started a week ago. Like you're not successful in the very beginning. Right. Like it's okay. Like we're probably all guilty of that. Yes. Yes. And it's only been four months, but I feel like personally, I'm at a really good point where I'm at. But that's because I went through all those phases of like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough and I should be doing more. But like, I mean, I literally have no more time. So, you know, your boundaries, you know, your limits. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is a good point because just because you feel like you have no more time doesn't mean that someone else who's got, who's running a similar business, they could have a totally different life <laughs> than what yeah. you have behind the scenes. And so yeah. of course it's, of course it's going to look different. Yeah. Um, and awesome. you can't just burn yourself out for the sake of quote unquote internet oh success, getting the numbers and like, it's always a numbers game or this person has this many things or they launched this product and it sold this many, whatever, you know? Nice. And I think, I was going to say, it's so funny that you mentioned it being like a week into your business, but it's like, (laughs) it's almost like you get so excited. You finally took the leap and you were like, okay, I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. This is the game plan. And then you get a week in Mm -hmm. of you just, you know, doing the crunch time. And then it gets, (laughs) I don't want to say discouraging because you've, again, like you said, you've only been like a week at it, but when you're like basically taking a second to look around you and you're realizing that, wow, I've put in so much into this. And it's only been a week and I still don't have whatever you've been like comparing yourself to or want to have or like whoever you look up to. It can be hard. and It it seems ridiculous when you look back on it because you're like, I was a weekend and I was about to, you know, cry because I didn't have X, Y, and Z. And I can totally, I feel like a lot of new business owners in general can relate to that. I know I can definitely relate to that. I thought it was perfect (laughs) the way that you said it. (laughs) It's okay. And I'm sure a lot of other people feel the same way, but you, you know, got to just kind of make your own pace, set your own boundaries. Um, And a lot of times you'll find later on down the road that the people that you've been looking at up to or that you've been feeling that imposter syndrome like amber said don't live that same exact lifestyle as you and then you might realize as you do become successful in your business that that you want the complete opposite of what they have so that's something i definitely noticed when i was first starting but you know but yeah i wanted to also like amber said give you the floor again kind of let us know where we can find you on social media your website your etsy shop obviously we'll link that in the show notes as well yeah awesome so i mean main source of all my information comes from my blog and it's a militarywifeslife.com. And then I also have my Instagram, which is just at a military wife's life. I mean, everything is, is all the same handles. I'm also on Pinterest and then same with the Etsy shop. It's just a military wife's life. Yeah. And I, I'm totally like happy. I love when people DM me and ask me questions or just introduce themselves. So if you're listening to this, you should totally do that because I want to get to know you. So Yes, absolutely. Any new military girlfriends, military fiancés, newlyweds, that blog is something that you should check out. Because like Amber said, when I first got into the space, I there was nothing like this around. So I mm-hmm. highly recommend. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yes. Would <laughs> Thank you. Yes, or even or even just on Instagram because you've done yeah, a killer job true. with like I love the acronym quizzes because <laughs> I'm like yes. there oh are God. so many <laughs> and it's so half the time I still don't even know and I've been around for like a few years. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think are. the thing that makes me laugh too is that everybody thinks I know all this stuff, but like I am doing research every day. To try yeah, <laughs> I don't know it as much as you don't know it. It is okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. But I 
just think they're so fun because it's like, dang, there really are so many acronym acronyms in the freaking oh military, gosh, yeah. and none of us know what they mean. It's all gibberish. Yeah. So <laughs> seriously, I mean, even every week, Chase will come. My husband will come home and be like, "Hey, I learned a new acronym today. Do you want to know?" Oh and I'm gosh. like, I don't yeah. have space in my Look brain." Look, I'm helping you with the, <laughs> with the content. I love that. For you yes, guys. <laughs> it's awesome. So He's funny. really supportive. I'm really grateful. Oh, I love that. That is so awesome. Yay. Well, if unless you have any final kind of notes or anything, we have just really appreciated you being here today. And I think this is going to be so, so, so helpful to a lot of spouses, girlfriends, fiancés out there who are interested in doing something similar. And I think it'll be really encouraging. So yeah, just one final thank you to you, Sarah. And people reach out. Thank you so much for sharing this, Jen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, awesome well thank you girl this was so fun thank you so much this has been so awesome to connect with you too Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Independent Dependent Podcast. Be sure to head over to millspolifestyle.com to find the blog with all the show notes and links from today's episode. Make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode over on Instagram at the Millspill Lifestyle. Thanks guys for tuning into today's episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.